You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Are we in the river of life this morning? You tell me we don't end that praise. Is the river of life not in this room? It is. I love stepping into it with you. I love knowing that when we come in here, it doesn't matter what we brought in, but it gets checked at the door. There's no schism. There's no divide. The Lord doesn't let it in here. I love it. I love, I love this conversation that we get to have over and over. The Lord hasn't let me leave from this place of abundance. And I'm glad he won't let me leave it because it just gets me more and more excited. The more we talk about abundance, the more I can begin to dream of what it would look like if all the children of God, the people of God would live in that abundance, what the world around us would look like. That's exciting to think about. That is exciting to think about. And we're hearing testimony of it. We're seeing, we're seeing testimony of it each and every day. We're seeing testimony of people just existing, not, not preaching, not going anywhere to do any kind of Christian function, but just existing. And we're seeing people dramatically and drastically changed because they've encountered the abundance of God. I, can't, I do not believe that you can encounter what you were made for and not be impacted by it, right? There's not a person on this earth that was not made for him, by him. There's not a person on this earth that Jesus' blood did not die and wash over. The forgiveness of sins is there. Our receiving of it is the tricky part. But it's there for everyone on this earth. So everyone was made to understand what it is to live in abundance. But to live in abundance, and again, this morning's gonna be, it's gonna be a fast sermon. We're gonna get back into praise. I told Jay, I want, I want a lot of worship this morning. Um, simply because what I have to say is, is simple and I want us to have time to praise God for what he's gonna do this morning. Um, but to live in abundance, what must there be First. And there's this list, if we look at it, and we've talked about it the last few weeks, there's this list that begins to emerge. The first one we'll see is in John 15. Go ahead and go there or it'll be on your screens. John 15, very popular passage. Verse four, abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. First thing we gotta find if we're gonna have abundance if there's going to be abundance that overflows in our life, the first thing that has to exist is we have to find ourselves in his will, right? Can you have the abundance of God outside of the will of God? No. Can I fill a cup up not under the faucet? It's gotta be under the faucet, right? It's gotta be under the faucet. Second thing, we receive the river of life. Third thing, abundance. John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy but I have come that you may have life and that you may have life in abundance, right? 
Abundance comes. We've got those first three, finding ourselves in his will, then we receive the river, then we have abundance, and then what happens? Let's turn to Acts 2. I'm hitting all the highlights, all the popular verse, all the popular Parker passages. That others get caught in the overflow. That's the last thing that we see. When we live in abundance, then others get caught in the overflow. The story that Jay shared, man playing the piano, just in the midst of abundance of God, overflowing with his love for the Lord, others were impacted because he was simply overflowing. Others get to receive the river of God, the river of life for themselves. Acts 2, 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, to breaking of bread and prayers. And all came upon every soul, many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. They were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Others get impacted by it. I love this passage. It's so rich. I love how it illustrates what the body of Christ is to look like. But we rushed over one of these points. Did you catch it? What was the second one? We got to receive it, right? Oh, man, we as Christians are terrible at that. For abundance to exist. We have to find ourselves in his will. Then we have to receive the river of life. Receive the river of life and the abundance that is there waiting for us, for ourselves. We have to receive it ourselves. I cannot give away what I do not possess. I cannot give away what I do not possess. In the Christian church, the Western church has been so focused on giving and we get so excited about the opportunity of giving But we are not giving anything away if we have not yet first received. Second Corinthians. Again, another popular passage that we've been in the last few weeks. Verse 16, or five, chapter 5, verse 16 of 2 Corinthians. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In him we might become the righteousness of God. Can you take hold of the ministry of reconciliation given to you by Christ if you do not first see yourself as reconciled no if you do not first see yourself as worthy how can you tell anyone else that they are worthy reconciliation is the restoring back to what God had originally intended the relationship he had intended for us in the garden man connected to God in God found consumed by God if you are not found consumed by God how can you bring anyone into the presence of God 
If we are called the prodigals, or if we are called to go get the prodigal sons and daughters returning home, what first must exist? We got to be the father at home. But what's happened and what is the Lord is showing me is that we get so focused on the going and the going and the going, and we've received, I will receive this ministry that I will bring the prodigal sons and daughters home. But what you've missed, what we have missed, and this is not, this is not an all the time thing, but we can find ourselves very quickly living in this place, but what end up, ends up happening is we too are wandering in the desert. Man, I'm gonna bring these prodigal sons and daughters home. You gotta go home first. Right? You gotta go home first. Your cup has to overflow first. Your cup has to overflow first. We want to give, we want to serve, but what about you? And this, this is where it gets tricky because we start introducing this word selfish. But if I see that a neighbor's boat is drowning, is sinking, getting deeper and deeper and they need help, and I have every desire to go and help, but my boat is too sinking, what help will I be to them? None. Where is selfishness there though? Because in my boat, I have all the tools to fix the leak, but I'm not fixing it. I'm just wanting to go help. That's where selfishness is because we know truth, but we don't live in truth. There's selfishness in that equation. Now I'm not saying that exists in here. I'm not trying to point any fingers. That's not what I'm doing, but I need us to recognize because this has not been taught well in the church We teach and we desire to go and to do. And we get activities upon activities upon activities because there's a desire to go and do. But if my boat is not restored, how can I I even fathom helping someone else restore theirs? If my vessel is drowning. We cannot bring those home if we are still wandering in the desert. The cup ready to be filled will overflow. The cup ready to be filled will overflow. You gotta be ready to be filled and you have to see yourself as worthy to be filled. You have to see that first. Worthy to find yourself under that faucet receiving the river of life in abundance. Worthy of that. Turn with me to Matthew 10. Matthew 10, verse 5. These 12 Jesus sent out, instructing them, go nowhere among the Gentiles and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That not only applies to the places we live, the places we work, right? I can't have a missions mindset about other places only. I've got to have a missions mindset about the place that I'm in, right? But where does that have to start? That missions mindset has to start with you. That you would receive what God has for you. That you would receive in fullness who God has called you to be. And that when he says you are worthy, you are a member of the body. And you are a vessel and a temple for my presence. Say right on. 
Say amen. And you live according to that and only according to that. Matthew 16. Verse 13. Simon Peter replied. You are the Christ. Jesus had just asked, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Revelation and the receiving from God is what Christ is building his church upon. The rock that he's building his church upon, we've been taught well of this. It's not, it's not Christ himself. It's not the truth of who Christ was. It's the truth of what Christ unlocked for us. We did not, Christ did not die that we could be saved to some, someday die and go to heaven. He died. And he conquered death that we could establish the kingdom of heaven here on earth right now as we live and breathe. Amen? Amen. A vessel is no good unless it's consumed. What can a boat do by itself? Nothing. So I'm telling you, if we are vessels and you believe you are a vessel, you were not made to be empty until you die. You were made to be full. Going where he would lead, establishing the kingdom of heaven where he goes. But it's that simple truth that we see there from Peter. Not only did God reveal to him the truth of that answer, the truth to that question, he received. And we see that the, the building of the church comes down to this basic truth that the children of God must receive from their father. It is that simple. Revelation is great when I receive it. We have to receive. The children of God have to receive from their father, but we're bad at it. We're not very good at it. We try to explain away why these things could not be true about us. We, we put so much time and energy into explaining how these things do not pertain to us. You need to hear this this morning. There, I don't know if all of you need to hear it. Well, we all need to hear it because there's not, it's not just for some one person in here. It's for all of us to hear. We need to remember this truth. But I believe there are a few in here that need to hear this right now. You blow God away. Who you are right now, you blow God away. You have blown God away since you first existed in his heart from before the beginning of time. You blew him away. Ephesians 4, 25. I love this. I love this statement. I love this verse right here. Therefore, having put away all falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. So important right here. Receive it. For we are members one of another. We are members one of another. We need to receive that. We need to recognize 
that when someone hurts, we all hurt. When someone operates in a lie, we all feel the impact of it. When someone rejoices, we all rejoice. When someone needs help, where should they find it? Here, in the body. Because we are members one of another. You are a piece of me and I am a piece of you, like it or not. We are pieces one of another. And I want to see what it would look like, truly look I want to see what I look like when I know you. Because you operate in the fullness of who God has created you to operate in. So now I have the opportunity to see these things that can only be unlocked in me by you operating in the fullness of who God has called you to be. Doesn't that sound exciting? That there are pieces of your heart yet to be discovered because you just need to meet someone that carries the key to them. Part of your identity that will explode into a different color that you cannot fathom, that you cannot imagine because of one relationship. Now imagine all of us. Not just one-on-one, but all of us together, collectively, knowing who God has called us to be and existing in it in fullness. Receiving it. Because you are a part of me and I'm a part of you. And when we have need, we need to meet it here. Now we've had, I want to say a situation, but a situation sounds bad. We haven't had a situation. We've had an opportunity. And this has been building in me for a while. This word. Just hadn't had the, re- the release yet for it. The Lord gave me the release this week. And so there's a purpose behind all of this. But first, Rhonda, Leland, I got to kick you guys out. Yeah. Just for a second, just for a quick second. If you'll just follow Amy, um, we're just going to kick you out of here for a second. You guys are too cool for this next piece. I'm going to do my best to get through this without crying. I make no promises. We all know and love that woman. I cannot explain to you the value that she holds as a member of our staff. Because she catches, she catches things and puts people in the right direction. But she is also, no matter what... In all the years I've worked here, she is unfailingly kind and unfailingly loving to whoever would walk through that door. Whoever would walk through that door. And she loves so well and she has no problem giving anything of herself to help those around her. But we discovered a couple weeks ago that the, she's, she's been suffering with blindness in one of her eyes. 
She sits at a computer screen all day. And I, I don't put little on her plate. She has a lot on her plate to do because we've got a lot of people moving in a lot of different directions. Thing is, is she's been sitting there dealing with this and this is a very fixable issue. 200 dollars kept her from getting help. But she didn't have it. And I'm telling you right now, so just rest assured, she got a bit of a butt chewing when I found out that $200 was all it would take for her to get a diagnosis of what needs to be done, and she did not come to us. This woman who has seen what this house has done for so many people did not see herself as one that could receive from this house. But if we don't take care of each other first, how good are we going to be at taking care of those out there? Take care first, the house of Israel. Well, we got her in. We had a group of women donate to get that appointment paid for so that she could just go in and get a diagnosis. She's got to have surgery before she starts losing her other eye because it's taken on the load. And she's, she was incredibly overwhelmed. Incredibly overwhelmed. She told me the number and I'm like, Rhonda, what? I've been to other countries and I've stood on the steps of buildings that this house has paid for. I've seen your names on plaques that this house has paid for. Buildings, entire structures, compounds of refuge and safety for people in other nations. I'm telling you, we have to see ourselves as worthy first. And it's been on my heart for a long time that she needs to know that she is a member of this house. She is one of us. She is a part of us. When she hurts, we hurt. When she hurts, we hurt. And when she is blessed, we are all blessed. So we're taking up a special offering for Ron. I told her, I told her, schedule it. Get the operation scheduled because the Lord said, I'm going to pay for it. I mean, it was without hesitation, without hesitation. I don't know when exactly it's scheduled, but we're going to pay for it this morning. So that's why we waited on the tithe. We're going to give a gift. If you need an IOU or anything like that, uh, please just write it down and, and, and get it donated. But I would just ask you to prayerfully consider what the Lord would have you give in this moment to this woman. I'm telling you, I would be lost on a day-to-day -day basis without her. Lost. So Lord, we just believe in great and powerful and mighty things. And we believe right now that a member of this house will not ever from this moment on question her place here. Lord, and I pray more importantly than that, that she would never live another day not believing in fullness that she is worthy of all the kingdom of heaven has to give. And that it is hers. She is a daughter to the king of heaven. Everything within the kingdom of heaven is hers. So Lord, we just thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for the power of this moment, we thank you that we get to be a part of blessing this family. 
that of all the places that you could have put her, you put her here. And you have chosen us to be love to her, to be the reflection of your heart towards her. Thank you for the honor that that is. Lord, so we pray blessing on this offering, blessing over this time. And in Jesus' Thanks name we pray. for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.